Welcome, welcome everybody to Bobcat Radio. I believe that this is the fourth edition since we've been doing Bobcat Radio remotely through Zoom, but thank you so much for tuning in to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. My name is Jude McLaren. I'm your host, and I've got my two trusty co-hosts who are OGs here at KTSW, Connor McKinnon and Josh Orozco. How are y'all doing today? You go, you go ahead, Josh. You, you. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing well, man. It's been a while since all three of us have been on Bobcat Radio together, so it's good to be back. And the reason I wanted Josh to go first is Jude's wrong. This will be the first and fifth installment of the Bobcat Radio, so I just want to prove him wrong. But no, I'm doing great. Doing great. Happy to be on. Excited for the guests that we're going to have on today and excited to talk some San Marcos High School everything. Yeah, that's really what today's episode is going to be, Connor. We'll save that guest reveal for a little bit later. But really, the main news happened just yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Obviously, this will be released on Friday. But the UIL, the University Interscholastic League, I think is the name for the acronym, uh, who regulates all of Texas high school athletics, announced a plan amid the COVID-19 pandemic. And just to start off, the UIL announced that as of right now, 1A through 4A will start directly on time. They'll play their games as a normal season would. But then 5A and 6A, with bigger populations, are going to start play September 24th and will start practice on September 7th. What are y'all's first takeaways from seeing this? Uh, I know that when I saw that they kind of changed the start date for high school football, it was a bit odd. A little bit, but it also makes sense just because with the rising number of COVID cases, you want to try to protect the players at all time. It was just a little bit different. I know you talked about this, Jude, that the fact they did it for 5A and 6A, but they didn't change the start date for 1A through 4A. So they're going to start the same exact time while 5A, 6A is going to move a month or two, a month actually from the start date. So it's a bit different. Uh, I appreciate what they're trying to do. Uh, it's just a little different. I know that this has a few effects. I know that with the UIL state championship, that's usually played around December 16th through the 19th. It's going to be moved in January sometime. And so it's just a little bit of, you know, having to adjust with the times and that's what everyone's had to do what we're doing right now. But I'm happy that hopefully we get to see some high school football and hopefully this prevents any cases rising. To be honest, I think UIL played it super safe here. They really made it into a happy medium just to meet in the middle players and coaches they really wanted to play and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who really aren't necessarily having sports as their priority right now obviously as you mentioned Connor with the rising cases one thing that I really looked into as far as this particular district is they play in Travis County and not every county in Texas is the same within the COVID cases and the rising number of them Travis County is actually number five, 18,000 cases just in that county alone, which will be a huge effect and ripple effect down the entire district. Pretty much the entirety of San Marcos' district is in Travis County, and even Hayes County is now on the rise. So that's just something that they need to pay attention to. Obviously, it's a big statement by UIL. High school football, especially in Texas, is huge. So having those numbers and even just playing is, I guess, a blessing for the players and the coaches. Yeah, and I wanted to follow up really quick. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jude, but I want to follow up with that because you brought up a good point, Josh, because I was looking at it and I wanted to see, well, what about some other areas that may have more cases than others because that could play a factor because some teams won't be able to put out 
football teams out just because of how bad the areas are with the health concerns. That's also something you got to think about for the season because San Marcos may not be necessarily be a hot spot, but other school in the Travis County could be. So hopefully that month will help with San Marcos being able to play other opponents. But but there's still a lot of questions and no one really knows the right answers right now. And I think that's kind of been the theme through the last few months. That's for sure. Once again, you're listening to KTSW 89.9 Bobcat Radio, the official sports talk show of San Marcos Rattler and Bobcat Athletics. I think the one thing uh, that I see here, you know, we don't know for sure. There's so much that could change, but I think what's going, I think y'all brought up a great point with how the cases are going to affect different areas, even in 5A and 6A, right? And I think that that will mainly affect the attendance um, I mean, maybe, you know, I think it could get to a point where maybe it will affect games, but I think for the most part, what I'm seeing right now is that that will affect attendance for certain areas. So there may be no fans at certain games, but uh, if that is the case, they can listen on KTSW 89.9 and they can still tune in. Um, but more importantly from that, I, I really like this decision. I have some friends who live out in Lavernia, Texas, which is a 4A school, and they haven't really had, like, I think they haven't had a case in like a month. And so their, their football team's been able to practice. So I get why they're kind of starting, obviously not every 4A, 3A school is in the same case as Lavernia, but that is an area where they can start on time. So I did kind of like that happy medium. And I like that through all of this, there's all, it's always subject to change. This isn't permanent. This is just to give teams a roadmap, which I think was super important with everything going on. Any final thoughts on this before we move on guys? Yeah, as you mentioned, it's a month away. I guess we'll see where we're at at that point. But is it enough? Is the one-month schedule push enough? That I'm not sure of, and I guess it's just a wait and see. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to be certain on anything in these times, but at least these schools have a roadmap, that's for sure, to keep moving on and some sort of structure amid all this craziness. But we're going to talk about another San Marcos High School sport, even though UIL encompasses everything, including volleyball, all the fall sports. But we're going to specifically talk about San Marcos High School basketball next, who has actually been able to play. So I think since the last time we've been on Bobcat Radio, well, it may have been before then, but I don't know if it got as mentioned as much, was Malik Presley has had two Power 5 offers from Auburn and Oklahoma State, and his AAU team, which includes point guard Caden Gums, as well as shooting guard for the Rattlers, John Vega, Lone Star United, AAU, this past weekend played up in a 16U game when they're usually a 15U team. And they ended up losing in the championship, but still getting second place in a league higher than your age, just shows how really talented these kids are. I know there was a game where Malik Presley scored 29 points. After you, it's, Josh. it's real impressive just to see the growth that this these players really have had within the past year, obviously now into their sophomore season. But as you mentioned, Malik Presley, he's going to be a monster. We, we saw him last season, and immediately we knew that this guy was going to be special. Last season, they forced him to one side. They tried to play him to the right. So I think this coming season, he's going to have that improved, especially during these tournaments and during the summer. But I've also heard that from an interview with Malik Presley, that Michigan is also on the radar to grab Malik Presley. So within the next few years, we'll definitely see some more Power 5 schools be on the lookout for Malik Presley. Yeah, I know that 
I cringe a little bit whenever I hear his name right now, just because I know that the incoming fate of my one-on-one battle with him is just going to be awful for me. But in reality, I'm really happy for him. The fact that he's getting offers from Power 5 schools, and then, like you mentioned, Josh, he's going to potentially get an offer from Michigan. It makes me happy to see someone who's a sophomore in high school already getting D1 offers, because I'm sure all of us wish we had D1 offers when we were sophomores in high school. And it's really great to see what he's doing, because his game has improved so much. He could shoot the ball better. He could dunk the basketball. He's taking lobs from Caden. And it's unbelievable to see what he's doing from a skill set because he's obviously improved so much during the summer. And even Caden's gotten so much better at reading the defenses and being able to pass the ball out and being able to get a really good first dribble and quick. He's so quick. He's able to get some space and create and shoot some mid-range jump shots. The fact these two, Caden and Malik, are doing really well right now and Malik getting a lot of attention from D1 schools as deserve it so. I'm really happy to see what these two will do. And I'm looking forward to see what San Marcos high school basketball is going to be doing this season. Cause I have a feeling they're going to put some fright in the area around there. And they've got really a more favorable district this year in basketball circumstances. I feel like the new district we've mainly talked about is football whenever you've got Westlake and Lake Travis, but another player that plays on this Lone Star United team and for the Rattlers, John Vega also had one of his best weekends. I still remember when coach Napoli told me no matter what team they're playing, John Vega is always one of the most athletic players on the floor. And he has also thrown some great passes off the backboard to Malik Presley. I mean, just so much talent on this young Rattler roster. And you know who we haven't even talked about? Those are three of the Fab Four. And then there's Isaiah DeLeon, who's mainly been working on his football. And we'll get to talk more about him later. But, I mean, imagine what he's going to look like coming back, too. So this Rattler basketball team is loaded, and I can't wait to see what happens next season. Hopefully we can play. <laughs> yeah, Lone Star United, the AAU squad that they're on, is a really good opportunity, especially with, as we mentioned, the UIL uh, rescheduling because now they won't be able to play that non-district tournament. They're having the chemistry built within these tournaments, and it's important to have the involvement in those tournaments that they're playing in San Antonio currently, especially with the lost time that they have to make up. Yes, sir. Well, you guys are listening to KTSW 89.9. We're on Bobcat Radio. It's myself, Jude McLaren, Josh Orozco, and Connor McKinnon. We're going to go to our first break, and when we come back, We'll have head coach and athletic director of San Marcos High School, John Walsh. We'll see you guys after this one-minute break. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio, everybody, on KTSW 89.9. For the first time, we've obviously talked to you on podcasts and other interviews as well, but for the first time on Bobcat Radio, hopefully we'll have you on much more this fall. New head coach and athletic director of San Marcos High School, John Walsh. It's a pleasure to have you on here. It's good to be on. Yes, sir. Well, just to start off, I'm sure that you had a whale of a day yesterday with the UIL announcements. Just what's your initial takeaway of their plan and everything announced? Yeah, I'm really excited that that we got a plan, you know. So <laughs> UIL is taking a they're taking a lot of criticism on on how they've handled it, but I think they've done about as good as you can do with when the governor gave local control to all the counties and all the counties are not on the same page. And how they're how they're closing school districts and shutting down their their counties. Um, I think the UIL worked hard and gave us a great a great avenue to to get to get our kids on the field or courts and let them do what they love to do and and represent their cities. Hey, coach! Thank you so much for joining us today. 
um, initially, do you see the UIL decision, do you see that as an advantage or a disadvantage to your team having the season pushback and how has the delay impacted the offseason agenda? Yeah, I'm probably going to answer this about uniquely as anybody else will because I'm new here since end of May and uh, we're, we're getting to work our kids and they're working. I mean, I'm, I've been very impressed with the, with just the work ethic and mentality that the Sam Marcus athletes have. So uh, it, it gives our staff and our players another month to get stronger, to get to know our schemes more, to get to know how we want them to move on the football field or on a basketball court. So it's an advantage to us um, just because we got more time to work and get to know each other. You know, anything you do, the more whatever relationship you're in, business, personal, uh, it's always more successful when the relationships are stronger. So we're, we're getting additional 30, 40 days to build our relationships. Uh, Coach, thanks for coming. I always appreciate your insight when it comes to what's going on now in the upcoming season. And I know on a recent interview, you talked about Isaiah DeLeon. He was coming in, putting a lot of work in, acting as a leader to get the receivers on the field. You know, at such a young age, he's already bringing the team together and helping improve themselves. What does that show you as a player in person? Yeah, he's he's done. He's kind of a, he's a good example of what's been taking place here. Uh, you know, I, I would say this first. He hasn't been the only guy doing that. You know, but from the quarterback standpoint, uh, it's real important that the guy who's going to lead the huddle um, has the capability to lead workouts. To lead, uh, you know, when when the coaches our time's up. You know, UIL gives us a, a framework, and we coach within that framework. And then good programs are peer led and they, they get better after us. Uh, and he's done a great job of that, which uh, is bodes well for your, for your team when your quarterback's doing it. But man, I've been impressed with, we, we got a lot of leaders. I mean, it's, um, I think the last time we talked, I really didn't know our kids too well, you know? Uh, and now I'm, I'm getting to know them pretty well. And man, I know we talked about Cannon Webb the first time we talked, but there's, there's so many, that are that want a leadership role and are here's the key are not afraid to take a leadership role and it's been impressive with the new staff sometimes kids are just uh kind of they're shy they're, they're they don't want to put themselves out there uh, but these kids man they, they've put themselves out there and I'm, I'm really impressed with the leadership i'm sure we'll talk about other players throughout this show coach but just to go back to isaiah a little bit what exactly in his skill set um, has made you have such a positive outlook on how he'll fit into your scheme? Because I know that's something you mentioned in the interview we yeah. did with Greg Tepper. So for our schemes, you know, our offense, I've mentioned before, can morph a lot of different directions. We're real effective when we can give you the full package. We can give you the full package when your quarterback is, one, smart. Uh, he's two, he's not afraid of failure. Three, he can throw an accurate ball. And four, you can run physical. And Isaiah, I bet – I think he weighed in. He's, he's almost 6'3", over 6'2 and a half. He's 203, and he can run. Uh, and he's, and he's, he throws an accurate ball. Uh, he, you know, his dad's an educator. Uh, you know, if I said Isaiah had a negative uh, – when I first met him, he was too quiet, too shy. He's starting to talk. His communication <laughs> skills are getting better. Uh, so, it's it's – you know, I've been lucky enough to have quarterbacks that have in the past been able to do our run game, our pass game, and that's just the football end of it. you got to be tough. It, to, to play quarterback in our offense, you got to be one of the toughest kids on the field. And 
I've tried to put that in his in his head, and I know Coach Vallejo, our quarterback coach, has been coaching him hard to get him ready for that. Coach, you mentioned building those relationships, but what are some of the other goals that you have with the added preparation time? Get stronger. You know, I, we preach physical. We preach. Uh, we preach being tough, and every coach says that. But our schemes, our schemes that we run offensively and defensively. Uh, match the words I'm speaking. We're going to come right at you, right in your chin for four quarters. So to be physical, you better be strong. So I get we get 30 more days to, to make those weight gains in the weight room. So uh, I think the number two, you, the question you got, number one is relationship building. Two, we got to get strong so uh, we can walk that walk. And coach, you talked about earlier about the fact it's not just Isaiah DeLeon who's acting as a leader on the team. You mentioned other players. Who are some of the other players that you noticed that have been trying to gain a leadership role or just trying to improve themselves along with the team? Yeah, in the skill position, it's it's definitely Cannon Webb and uh Kudos. I couldn't say his name last time we talked, I called him Q. So <laughs> I know it's I know it's Kudos now. Ogenbosch, am I good? Yes. Kudos Ogenbossi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, those two cats in the skill positions. Uh, uh, at the uh, linebacker spot, Moses, uh, Nelson Coleman has really become a good leader. Uh, O-line, we got three, two seniors in Easton and, uh, and Fabian. I, I, I think I know that. I think it's Easton Mendez. And yes, Fabian sir. Vegas. Uh, and then uh, Jacob Pinkston. So we, there's a lot of guys in different positions uh, filling those roles. So, uh, I, and I told him, I said, man, I said, the teams that I've been around that are successful, you know, Coach Walsh has been the same Coach Walsh for 27 years. I think I get better each year, but uh, the, 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 the teams that advance, the teams that have success are the ones that are led by their peers and not just coaches. And they, these guys, these kids listen here. I, mean, I, think, they're, I think they're buying what we're selling, and it's, and it's, been, it's been a really, really good month and a half. That's awesome to hear, Coach. You just mentioned uh, Caduce Ogunbasi and Cannon Webb. Caduce received his first offer from Southwestern University today. Cannon's got a bunch of others. And I know that a big reason for that, from getting all those offers, has been because one of your hires, Marvin Nash, who I had the pleasure to sit down and talk to for a good 30 minutes. He's just a phenomenal human being. What do you think that he brings to your staff and as, as a recruiting coordinator, but also as a coach on the field, what was just some of the reasons that you wanted to have him here in San Marcos? Yeah, so, you know, I hired Marvin. You know the whole story. You, you interviewed him. So, yeah. uh, I just know him. He's familiar with – but what he brings to San Marcos is uh, it's another voice on our staff, uh, whether I'm around or not, that knows the expectations of this program, um, specifically the offensive side of the ball. He knows, uh, he knows how to run our offense. He knows why we do the things in our offense. Uh, he's a great teacher. You talk to him, so he's a great communicator. I hope as you interview coaches that I've hired here, you'll find out that communication is key. If you can't talk, you can't teach. I don't want you. Uh, so uh, all these guys that I got are great communicators. And, uh, and then as far as the recruiting piece, he gets it. You know, I'm, I'm only been on Twitter for about a month now. <laughs> and, and I'm actually having a good time with it. There's really a lot of good information. If you got to sort through – you got to sort through some of the bad information, but there's a lot of good information on it. Uh, a lot of fun people to follow, but Marvin is an expert at it. And he knows, he knows how to get your program out to the community. 
and he has all the connections uh, through Twitter and whatever DM is. I'm learning that direct message. Uh, <laughs> he's got all the college connections, so he can just reach out and talk to these guys. And, and I'll say this about Cannon and Q and, and a few others, if just watching their skill set, and we're gonna we're double training these guys. You're gonna see Cannon play all game long. He's gonna play offense and defense. Q's gonna play all game long. Uh, some young kids named uh, Xavion Harris is gonna play all game long. Uh, and we got a hand Ryan Hicks. We got some guys that can that can contribute on both sides of the ball. We're gonna let them do it. The Gordon twins. Um, and I think the more if if we can get this season in and we can get our games in, I think their offer list is gonna grow one because they're good players. And I think our offense is going to show them, show the college world that. And then, uh, and then Nash's ability to communicate all this out, you know, you got to have a bridge to the college, to the college coaches. And, uh, and I think it's our, I think it is our responsibility. Some coaches will say, you know, it's just my job to have a great high school experience. Uh, that is, that is our job, but I think it's our job as well. If you got a kid that can continue his education because of a sport, uh, the high school coaches need to be doing their job. Coach, not just with football, but also all the other fall sports, what would be your reaction and your response to those within the San Marcos community maybe having a little bit of doubt as far as sports coming back? Uh, so you're talking about the community or just who? The, the community, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So th that's natural. You know, there's so much. In, I'm not a politician. I, I'm I'm so glad I learned what Netflix is. I don't turn on regular TV now, so now I can. Netflix, I don't blame you. I do not have. To, I, I don't even. I don't have to know who our president is. Honestly, I know that sounds un-American. I know it sounds un-American, but um, I think with all the with all the news, whether it's real news or what they say is fake news, uh, the 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 public should be fearful of what's taking place. You know, but uh, life's got to go on. We got to move on and. I'm excited that sports, in particular at San Marcos, San Marcos Athletics can be a model how we can get back to normal as close as we can and, and do things safely. Uh, I get it's, it's different for us. I'm coaching from a different distance to kids. Um, um, we're having to cha challenge ourselves on making our drills uh, smarter, safer. And, uh, but we are, and, it's made, and that's what we get paid to do. Uh, so what I would tell the community is uh, – just trust us. You know, we, we're following every guideline and precaution you can, you can possibly do. And uh, eventually, uh, we're going to be back on the field, and I hope they're coming to watch us. And I know Josh brought up a point about other sports, and one of the newest hires to the San Marcos High School volleyball team has been Jared Teo. And I think with him, I've talking with him, he's just knows so many players across the country, and he knows some of the players at Texas State Volleyball he even coached. Um, when you look at the program and when he just got hired, where do you think you see him taking this program in the next few years? Man, he's, you know, when I hired him, I knew, I knew of him in the club world. Uh, it's, it's weird. A parent of where we came from that worked, played with my daughter. She's a volleyball player. Kind of, kind of got me on him. Say, hey, check out Jared. He lives in, he lives in Austin. And I remember him coaching in club. And what I remember is just positive energy and, his team's always won, won national championships. Uh, he's coached high level, high level uh, volleyball athletes, and he's been and he's he does a good job of uh, keeping himself around quality programs in college or high school. And uh, so I knew about his volleyball, so I had to know 
I like, you know, now I'm a people person. So, um, I got, I had to get him in the office and had to talk to him and we spent about an hour and a half together. And before he left, I knew I had to have him on our staff, uh, because that positive energy is, is every day. It's not a, it's not a uh, interview piece. It's not a, a game day show. His energy is, uh, it's contagious. My daughter's in the program. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the volleyball girls are already coming over the house and hanging out, uh, and they love him. So um, where I think it's going to take it, as good as this program can be, he's going to make sure we get there. Awesome. Yes, sir. Just to touch on one other sport, San Marcos High School basketball. I'm sure you've been seeing all the highlights, whether it be Malik Presley getting offers, Caden, John Vega, even, even Isaiah. You've been eating up all his time, but he's a pretty darn good basketball player himself. Just what's been your perspective now that you've got to see more of those guys play and just how talented they are? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun three years. You know, they're so young, you know, and I, I read about them being freshmen starting. Uh, but Malik and Gums and Vega and DeLeon and Perkins, they're all coming out here working with us. So uh, the sign of a basketball program, you can hoop, you can, you can play the tournaments all weekend long, but if you don't commit yourself to the other parts of being a great athlete, uh, you kind of put a ceiling on yourself, and these kids are working their tail off. I see the highlights from the weekend tournaments, and then I see them up here working with us. And, uh, you know, and even Xavier Harris plays, plays with those guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, very talented. You know, Malik, uh, he's getting all the front-end pub, uh, and he looks like he's 6'8 now, but he's not. But he's going to be <laughs> the kid long, you know. And, uh, and you know, he, my son, you know, there's some – Oklahoma State stuff over there. In Orange. Oh, yeah. You're happy about that one? Yeah, my son <laughs> played Oklahoma State, so um, I'm all in. I got I got a half, half half my closet's orange, so uh, I'm pulling for I'm pulling for the Cowboys. <laughs> oh goodness. You guys you guys got any more? Uh I mean, okay. I have one. <laughs> we still got uh, time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Coach, uh, is it fair to say that you like to read books? Uh we on air right now? <laughs> no, I'm not a reader. I, I I'll read a book if it's um uh, if it I've I've read the last book I read was called The Speed of Trust, and it's a phenomenal book that's probably changed, that's really helped me in building this program. And, and I've and I've shared a lot of the philosophies with our kids. So I don't read a lot, but uh if it's a good book, I'll read it. Yeah, I was gonna ask uh, any recommendations for the audience, and I know that was a book I think you mentioned on Jude's podcast. So I was wondering if that would be if you'd recommend people reading I'll that book. You, that that book, The Speed of Trust. I don't care what avenue you're trying to read to help, to better yourself, whether it's uh, sports broadcasting, if it's trying to build a team that y'all you know y'all are trying to build a good sports broadcasting team. If you read that book, it's going to help you tremendously. It's a uh, Man, it's just it's powerful and it's and it's a real easy read. Now, I'm a like I said, I'm an old football guy that's a math guy. So if you start using these words that I don't understand, I'm gonna quit reading you. This one, <laughs> this one is a real easy read, and um, it, it, it'll it'll change it. It'll it'll make you think. It'll help your home life with your relationships. It's it just covers everything. Highly recommend the Speed of Trust. Absolutely. There you go. Well. Just to wrap up, Coach, thank you so much for coming on Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Just this is the first time you've been able to be on San Marcos's radio station. This will be airing live on Friday. Just any message to the people of San Marcos that maybe haven't heard of you or maybe have heard of you but haven't got to hear it from the word of mouth of just what you're all about and how excited you are to be here. 
Yeah, I'm extremely excited. I was excited before I got to meet people in San Marcos. Uh, the, the city, the, the ISD has been very welcoming. Uh, we, we've put together a great staff from, from middle school up. And uh, I think, we're, I think get, get past, once we get past this corona scare uh, and the virus and, and, and we're able to get back to, to watching sports, I think you're going to see a program with a lot of energy. And, uh, and and not to brag, but I'm used to winning. And I don't plan on losing. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, well, sir. thank you so much for coming on, Coach. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, All Coach. Right. All righty. That was head coach and athletic director of San Marcos High School, John Walsh. I know we've talked to him a little bit before, but it was great to have him on Bobcat Radio for the first time. And it's always good to talk about St. Marcus High School sports. I know everybody at KTSW Sports and within the St. Marcus community is always hyped for St. Marcus Rattler Athletics and Walsh is going to bring a, a ton amount of success to the program. Yeah, I think when it comes to Coach Walsh, I'm really excited because he's very much a people person. And I know Jude said this. I think a lot of people say that relationships build championships. And that's a big characteristic to me is that the fact he wants to have great quality people on his staff. And I think, and truly in life, you need to have great people around you in order to succeed. You can't just do it by yourself. There's just no way that's going to happen. That's why you have to reach out, get to know people. And that's probably one of the best things you can do. And you get to learn a few things along the way. So I appreciate that from Coach Walsh. Definitely. I can't wait to keep building relationships with his staff and new players to come up. Um, it is going to be a fun ride for really the future of San Marcos, as long as he's here, I can't wait to see what happens. And there, there are so many questions that I still have that I didn't, you know, we didn't I know you did. I, said, I thought you were going to ask about the coaching hires. I, yeah. went, I was trying to lay it up for you but with the it was, coach Taylor. The there, there was only, there was only so much time. I think we might've gone a little bit over, but That's fine. we'll be, we'll be fine. Cause we've still got coach Kloiber, coach Vallejo, yeah. uh, Coach Carl Thompson, I believe. I hope I didn't, I think I got his last name, right? Yeah. But, I think it's, it's Thompson. 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 But, um, yeah, I mean, but hey, you know what the good news is? All you listeners who want to hear more about those people, we will be getting them on KTSW 360, our new podcast slash interview page that you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff, and YouTube as well. So go check out all of that. We'll have those guys on soon for a 30-minute conversation just to get to know them. But going into some national talk to finish off the show today, we had some some great news recently, and there has been one professional sport that, I mean, there's been other sports, but one in particular that I know a lot of us have been missing, and that's the NBA. And the bubble, as of the most recent news and their most recent coronavirus testing, they actually had zero people out of the entire 346 um, coaches, staff, you know, sports broadcasters that'll be there soon, or at least video production crews, um, but just what are your guys' thoughts on the NBA's restart and just how the entire time out of right now we've only had two positive cases? Uh, it's, it's been a lot, man. It's <laughs> not going to lie. It gets to a point where you just go – you start dreaming about basketball and you just <laughs> wonder when the NBA is going to come back and then it's so close. But what concerns me is the amount of players that are not in the bubble. I think Pat Beverly the other day – just left because of a family emergency and people are coming and go is this the new way to get out of the bubble <laughs> and, and it concerns me because i want them to come back and play healthy i know russell westbrook's recovering and i want to see him in the he playoffs. actually arrived today so yeah, i think he's 100 good 
Well, that's good to hear. I, I just miss it so much. And I just want these players to be healthy because as much as I want to see basketball, I really just want everyone to be healthy. And I just don't want anyone, anyone to do anything dumb to potentially ruin basketball and people's livelihoods. Cause as much as we want to say all these athletes make a million dollars, some of these athletes depend on the salary they make on the NBA. They don't have a lot of the other outlets like a LeBron James would have to make other sources of revenue or income. So it, some of those means a lot to them. So they need to be able to have a season. So it's also that you have to factor in, even though I'm not a big fan of the NBA players complaining about their hotel living situation. I get that they're millionaires, but I'm like, come on, just deal with it. You'll be okay. You're a champ. Don't worry. You make millions of dollars. You'll be all right. And it's good news to hear that there was no positive cases for the NBA. But as of right now, there's been zero games being played in the NBA Mm. Obviously, each team is divided and they're within their separate teams. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, how is that going to be affected once we actually start getting into some games and watching some NBA basketball? So it's going to be really, it's going to be a bit troubling at first, I believe, getting the ball rolling to see how truly successful this bubble really is. That is a great point, Josh. And you know why? Because our first scrimmage is actually tonight. The Pelicans. And I forget the team that they're playing, but the Pelicans and another NBA team that is in the bubble play tonight. So it'll be interesting to see what the numbers look like after these first round of scrimmages start to happen. I wonder if Zion's going to be back. I know he left. No, I don't don't think he's going to. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be there tonight. Did you see that they posted? uh, It was Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing one-on-one against each other. Quite entertaining to watch if you haven't checked it out. man, those are the Celtics' two young stars. That would be a fun one. Listen, Jalen Brown, he was, he was playing a, some really good offense against Jason Tatum. I mean, Jason Tatum, bad man, but Jalen Brown, don't sleep on Jalen Brown. He he can play. Celtics are a really good squad, too. But yeah, I, I know one question that Jude posted, posed to us was, is this going to be a successful model for other leagues, potentially? And it's really hard to say because the NBA invested $150 million. And mm. I know... You know, financially, maybe that's not the way that maybe the NHL, MLB, or even the NFL uh, would want to go and take that approach. And even just finding a location, how would that work? So I think it's really difficult to see any other league go where the NBA is going with the Disney bubble. Yeah, I think I have to agree there, Josh. It's going to be tough. I think it'll be, and and, you know, I'm realizing now that I asked that question, it was probably a little bit too early, even though it is successful as of right now, but you brought up a great point with the game. So I think we'll really have to see what happens after these scrimmages to see if it is going to continue to be successful. And I think also what you mentioned, Jude, is how is it going to work for other leagues? The NFL is really behind and I don't want to call it the NFL or anything, but the fact that players are tweeting about it yep. from every single NFL team, the leaders of the they're saying that, look, you guys have not really put in precautions for us to keep us safe. And I have to agree. I haven't really said it heard anything from the NFL. Yeah. The most I heard was that I think the Eagles, for sure, they're not having any fans in attendance for the season. Yeah. But that's there's the only thing some, I really heard. There's been some other teams from that. Didn't mean to interrupt you there, Connor. They're but an, another thing that they did announce today, but granted, like you said, this is just one thing. They, you yeah. know, I can understand the players' frustration. They did announce today that at every single NFL game, fans that attend will have to wear masks but then it's like is having fans even a good thing (laughs) so yeah yeah, it'll it'll be interesting for sure yeah but anyways guys i think that 
We've been listening to KTSW 89.9 Bobcat Radio with Josh Roscoe, Connor McKinnon, and myself, Jude McLaren. Any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? I mean, you said we are, we've been listening to KSW, but we're already part. Is that, was that for the listeners or that was just for us? Hey, man, I, 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 hey I like I, to include the listeners, Connor. That's why I said we, you know, this is. We, was that, was that a shot? Was that a shot at me, Uh-oh. dude? Really? Hey, man. Be, be careful. I'm not be the careful, one who's right? going to be getting dunked on by Malik Presley. Okay, let's, let's He's got chill a point. out. He's <laughs> got a point. Yeah. Man, the, the Connor and Jude feud continues. It will always continue. See, <laughs> the thing is, the only reason me and Connor are like this is just because we're such good friends. And, you know, we won't yeah. we won't take it personal. Only poke fun at the people you like. Yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> we'll talk after this. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, thank you guys, Connor McKinnon, Josh Rosco, so much for joining us. And thank you to the listeners for listening in to KTSW 89.9 Bobcat Radio. We're still rolling. Even if it's social distance Zoom version, we're going to continue to bring you guys content. Even though we didn't talk too much Texas State this episode, we had a lot of San Marcos High School news. And another thing I did want to mention that I didn't have time to talk to Coach Walsh about, Connor's groaning, is that Brady McBride, Probably the Texas State starting quarterback next year has been working out a lot at the San Marcos High School football complex with Isaiah DeLeon. So hopefully we'll see more Rattler and Bobcat connections. We can combine that for our coverage. This has been an episode of Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Don't turn that dial. Listen to some great tunes next, and we'll see you guys next week.